a very irritable Chris Michaels for the Last Call podcast with the aforementioned host's name. I'm just not feeling it tonight, and everyone gets in those funks. It's just, it's just how many times can I talk about the same stories? How many times can we go over the same thing? I mean, it gets boring. So that's my responsibility to try to make all this nonsense uh, interesting or me to talk about other topics. And I'll probably get to that next week or so. Okay, so uh, this story, I've mentioned this a couple of times. uh, And what this is about is your cell phone. If you read... Uh, the insert for your cell phone when you buy it or you go online and you read about the safety features and so on and so forth, it basically says that if you're touching your cell phone, we don't recommend that you're in the safe zone. So they prefer that everybody that uses a cell phone to remain at least five millimeters away from the phone. Well, if you're at least five millimeters away from the phone, that means you're not touching your phone and that also means you're not operating your phone. So what's the point of having a cell phone if you're forced to remain at least five millimeters away from it in order to be safe? So if it's a cell phone, that means it's emitting some kind of radiation and electromagnetic frequency, which could lead to genotoxicity. It could alter your DNA. God knows what else it could do to you. So all cell phones post a radiation threat regulator. The warning from Russia's Consumer Protection Agency comes from after France banned the iPhone 12 over its electromagnetic radiation emissions. And they said that radiation from all cell phones, all of them, is dangerous for humans, especially children. It is is important to follow safety rules when talking on a mobile phone. The calls should not last more than two minutes. The minimum pause between the calls should be at least 15 minutes. And the spokesperson added that the cell phones should be placed aside while the user is sleeping and should ideally be carried in bags rather than pockets. So everybody that puts it in their bras, in their front pocket, in their back pocket, you probably shouldn't be doing that because we don't know what you're doing to your body. That's what's the important part with all of this. And I've even said, like I said this before, countless other times, right? You cannot have this stuff around you, but we're forced to deal with it. This is going to be the next biggest thing when it comes to safety. This is going to be the next cigarettes or asbestos or anything else like that. And this needs to come to the fore a lot sooner than later, especially when we're talking about how they want to make smart cities. I mean, they're going to blanket everybody with this kind of radiation, this 5G nonsense, It's going to be emitted from every place, your home, your phones, your house, uh, your town, your your streetlights, your car, you name it. It's going to be emitting it. And to assume that it won't have any kind of effects on you is extremely short-sighted. So you need to come to that realization. You should go over to uh, Cultivate Elevate. He's got plenty of advice on what to do to try to remove yourself from these kinds of energy fields. New York judge ruled that Trump inflated his property values, including Mar-a-Lago, which the judge determined to be worth 18 to $27 million from 2011 to 2021. Now, here's the problem. As Kanakoa the Great points out, to put this into perspective, neighboring homes on 0.28 to 0.89 acres. 
in the same area as Mar-a-Lago are listed for 18 to $40 million. Mar-a-Lago, the 20-acre property in the middle is worth less despite being 20 to 70 times larger. So this New York judge knows absolutely nothing about real estate. All he knows is that he's in, he himself is an idiot and utterly biased and has orange man bad fever. He's got Trump derangement syndrome, and he doesn't know what to do with himself, except rule against whatever Trump could be fighting against. Eric Trump said... The real estate circles in Florida are laughing at this foolishness. If Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, Donald Trump Jr. said, I'll take 10. And that's exactly right. So who is this judge that ruled in this case? His name is Arthur Engeron, professional background and legal expertise from Law. He was basically in New York, oddly enough, and he did a whole bunch of stuff and you can tell that he would rule against Donald Trump because right there on Trellis.law, it says he is a registered Democrat. Of course, he's going to rule this way. He got a B.A. from Columbia University, his J.D. from NYU School of Law. So right there, you know that this guy would never react in any other way against Trump. And also, there are six more of these supposed uh, rulings that we're waiting for, we can only assume that it would be done in the same way. His memberships have included the Association of the Bar of the City of New York, the New York County Lawyers Association, the American Civil Liberties Union, the Brehan Law Society, the Columbia College Alumni Association, the New York University Law Alumni Association, the Jewish Lawyers Guild, the Council on Judicial Administration, and the New York Women's Bar Association. Wow, we. What else would we expect from this kind of individual? I will tell you not much more. Because if this person is supposed to be this altruistic judge ruling in favor of justice, then he has got to go back to the drawing board. He's got to go back to school. Actually, he doesn't need to go back to school because they would only um, they would only inculcate him and his bizarre thought processes. To be this radical judge, this radical communist-style judge to rule against Donald Trump or anybody else that disagrees with the mainstream narrative. And speaking of streams, we can go to Nord Stream because the CIA is in hot water. The CIA-run Nord Stream attack was aimed at Germany, says Seymour Hirsch. So Seymour Hirsch, investigative reporter, came out a while ago and... He basically laid out what went down when it came to Nord Stream 2. For everybody that doesn't know what Nord Stream 2 is, Nord Stream 2 was a big old pipeline going from Russia to essentially Germany. It was enabling Europe to get cheap fuel. It was allowing Germany to become another powerhouse. And also, the most important part, it allowed Germany to break free from American independence. Now, if you do any kind of research into what goes on or what went on after World War II, you find out that basically, and this is also according to Dr. Joseph Farrell, is that you find out that the German military surrendered. The Nazi party never surrendered. That is something to make note of, because in Japan, it was quite the, the opposite. Uh, well, it wasn't the opposite. It was more encompassing. How about that? 
It included the emperor, the political parties that surrounded the emperor, and also Japan's military. That was a lot more than what Germany gave. So we have to realize that there are still elements lurking about in Germany, potentially. Uh, and the other part you have to remember is that anywhere that the United States goes, it basically colonizes by allowing itself to put bases on these foreign countries. So or in these foreign countries. So uh, what the United States did in Germany and Japan and so on and so forth, they are essentially uh, colonies. They really don't have that much say when it comes to international politics. And that's where we get Seymour Hersh weighing in. And he spoke to a U.S. intelligence source, of course, being anonymous, that President Joe Biden ordered the destruction of Nord Stream gas pipelines to prevent Germany from backtracking on its promises to abandon Russian energy. So this is all about politics. Apparently, Germany told the United States and the Biden administration that, oh, yeah, 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 we'll support you in the Ukraine. Don't worry about it, no matter what. But meanwhile, it's still purchasing fuel from Russia. So that's when Biden and the CIA stepped in and said, okay, we don't necessarily believe you, so we're going to make this extremely difficult. Boom. Therefore, you don't have Nord Stream 1 or 2, no matter what. And competing theories have emerged, according to this, as to who was to blame, with the mainstream media in the West blaming a Ukrainian commando unit, oh, sure, and Hirsch claiming that the CIA carried out the operation in direct orders from Biden. Wow, the White House, the intelligence source said, uh, has a policy... And it was to deter Russia from an attack. The challenge it gave to the intelligence community was to come up with a way that was powerful enough to do that and to make a strong statement of American capability. So the problem with all of this is that it had nothing to do what was, with what was going on in the Ukraine. Because the CIA had, quote-unquote, solved the problem as Russian forces were gathering in the Ukra on the Ukrainian border. Wow, I can't speak tonight. Holy smokes. So what they did was, uh, as a refresher, they put explosives on Nord Stream 2. And they were about to blow it up. But somebody within the Biden administration said, no, 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 don't blow it up just yet. We want to blow it up on our terms and on our timeline. And that created a whole other kettle of fish because now they have to go back down there and recalibrate the whole thing and find out ways so that this thing could be detonated on its own timeline, according to the Biden administration. It was then that we understood, according to this intel chief, that the attack on the pipelines was not a deterrent because as the war went on, we never got the command. We realized that the destruction of the two Russian pipelines was not related to the Ukrainian war, but was part of a neocon political agenda to keep Schultz and Germany, with winter coming up and the pipelines shut down, from getting cold feet and opening up to Russia. Now, this also has to uh, do with a leaked document, I think, it was from uh, Rand, Randstad, if I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, it came out not so far after the Russians decided to uh, move into the republics that were formerly part of the Ukraine uh, after a vote, which is recognized on the international level. 
that said that they wanted to join Russia as part of the Russian Federation. So this report, this re- actually wasn't a report, it was a study. It was uh, one of those scenarios, a war game. And what they wanted to do was to make sure that Germany does not become too independent. The Americans wanted Germany to maintain its dependence upon America. And the only way to really do that was to basically drain the German economy in multiple ways, create a war in the Ukraine so that they would force Germany to shuffle all of its munitions and weapons into the Ukraine, thereby weakening Germany, and also by destroying the Nord Stream pipelines. It was there in the document itself. Of course, everybody said that, oh, this is all fake, this is rumor, this is conspiracy theory. The document was dated in February or January. Uh, it was the month before Russia has decided to uh, go in there and reinforce its position. So what we're talking about here is that this is a deliberate policy of the United States. There was even today uh, a story that came out about how the Pentagon and the Department of Defense, in quotes, wants to continue this Ukraine war, doesn't see it ending at any time, and they want a blank check to do it. And a lot of people are upset by this because the it also came out that they're going to give another $24 billion to the Ukraine. Everybody that voted for Biden needs to come to the realization that you were gypped. There is no way possible that you can ever see this guy as your savior. And you were so against Trump. Oh, it was democracy that was on the ballot. We had to fight back against fascism. Did What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because you're living in it now. And one of the most dastardly ways that you see this is through the fascist style of rule that we're now experiencing. This comes from the Oversight Committee in the House. When Strupp reveals... Uh, who is, by the way, on the select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic chairman Brad Renstrup, Republican from Ohio, new allegations that Dr. Fauci potentially influenced CIA COVID-19 origins investigation. And he reveals new allegations that Fauci went to the CIA headquarters to quote-unquote influence its COVID-19 origins investigation. The revelation comes on the heels of a recently acquired whistleblower testimony alleging the CIA potentially skewed its COVID-19 origins review by offering six analysts significant financial incentives to conclude that the result of the investigation was inconclusive. So, in other words, they paid six people an enormous amount of hush money to come to the conclusion that the CIA, not even the CIA, knows the origins, the true origins of COVID, despite the money trail going from Dr. Fauci's office to the Wuhan labs and many other bio labs across the planet. You're telling me the CIA doesn't know the flow of this currency? I sincerely doubt it. Dr. Fauci's questionable presence at the CIA, coupled with recently uncovered evidence that he, Dr. Fauci, prompted the drafting of Proximal Origin, the infamous paper that was used to attempt to disprove the lab leak theory, lends credence to heightened concerns about the promotion of a false COVID-19 origins narrative by many federal government agencies. Do you understand 
how bad this is. Do you understand this? You're now talking about possibly the most powerful agency on the planet, an extra-constitutional agency, one that doesn't obey the law. I can promise you they don't believe in the Constitution at the, pro- at the top of the CIA. These people, along with Dr. Fauci, colluded to create so much discord, confusion, and tragedy during the last year of Donald Trump's presidency that they wanted him removed. This is the epitome of a fascist state. This is the epitome of a banana republic, and we are now witnessing a failed state. If you've got members, the top guy, the NIH head cheese, hook-nosed, four-eyed little jerk, Dr. Fauci, going over to the CIA headquarters and coordinating with them so that everybody is on the same page about the origins of COVID. And then you're paying exorbitant funds of money to six analysts to reinforce your story. Then we are living in a dictatorship. This is unbelievable. How Dr. Fauci is not in front of a court, how we don't know of these six analysts that were paid a lot of money to come to the conclusion that there is no conclusion, how those people are not in front of the Congress to testify under oath is beyond me. If we are expected to move forward as a nation to uphold the Constitution, we need to right these wrongs as soon as possible. We can't have this going on. Otherwise, every one of our lives is in jeopardy because these people do not care about you. Never mind whether or not they care about upholding this nation's constitution, which is a whole other story. That's going to be it for me. It's a last call podcast with Chris Michaels. Like me, find me, share me, be that lovable fuzzball that I am. Sorry for the irritability and uh, the stumbling around. I just was in one of those moods. It happens every now and then, but what else do you want from me? Another two podcasts coming your way this week. So gird your loins for those. And as always, I thank you for the listens.